Welcome into the CHGO Bedard Podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Hope your Thursday is going great. It is great to see everybody hanging out on the YouTube channel, hanging out in the chat. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you follow the YouTube page as well. Subscribe to it, all that good stuff. Same deal with your favorite podcast app. Hit that follow or subscribe button and take 30 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So today was the day, folks. Connor Bedard made his official Blackhawks practice debut. Now, he has been working out with the team for several weeks, um, but this was the first official rookie practice thing that Connor Bedard took part in, and he looked good. Yeah, once he got that first turnover out of the way, yeah, he, what was, the hell? he was fine. His first <laughs> shot sailed over the net, so enjoy Regina, kid. You, you can't <laughs> hack it here. Yeah, it was it was fun. You know, it's it's we talked to um, Anders Sorensen about how these practices work and what they're kind of looking for, and it is kind of hard to glean too much from it because there's so many drills, and some of the drills, like turnovers, are built into them. Right. Like, here, turn the puck over. Great. Now this begins the drill, right? So there's there's so many crazy things going on at once that it's hard to really, you know, comprehend what you're seeing without a, without a trained coach's eye. But I will say, he very clearly is the most skilled guy on that ice by a wide, wide margin. Just yeah. the stick handling and close, uh, some of the moves he made. I think also, like, there were some times where you could tell he was holding back a little bit, wasn't going full speed, full bore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 his first day uh, on the ice with this group. You know, he's been all over the place with the, the BioSteel camp. Um, he was at the NA, the the players media tour he was at the upper deck rookie showcase like he's been going all over the place so to to come here get on the ice with you know the the rest of the prospect group and and everything there's some you know revving up that he'll have to do to get up to to game speed and and we'll talk about that process of getting ready for training camp and, and everything uh in in a little bit but i think just getting out there looking like the the guy that we're all kind of expecting him to look like uh at least you know at going at 75 80% um i think is a is is a good indication it's good to get him on the ice and, and and get him ready because there are some high expectations for him this season you don't have to hear it from us that there are high expectations from uh him this season uh, our friends at PHNX they were uh as much as they believe Logan Cooley is the uh greatest prospect on the ice uh, this season, I think uh, Connor Bedard is probably head and shoulders above Cooley, and PHNX kind of had to get that uh, get that message directly to them. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna play this uh, to start the show. You're, you're, later in the show, you're gonna hear from Connor Bedard. We also talked to Kevin Korchinski, Nolan Allen, Ryder Rawson, so a whole bunch of audio from practice coming. But this was on the PHNX show yesterday. Former NHL player Darcy Hordachuk jumped on with our pals at PHNX and just sort of uh, out of nowhere offered some thoughts on Connor Bedard <laughs> that we think are going to make all of you very, very happy. I just spent two weeks in Vancouver. Yes. Um, and this Connor Bedard kid, he is beyond the real deal. Mm, seriously, and the rookie showcase. This guy skated with Barzell, Nugent Hopkins. He was on the ice with Kent Johnson. And in my mind, besides Barzell, I thought he was the best player on the ice. And 
there's a bet, I think, if you look yeah. for yeah. Rookie of the Year, the yep. Calder. Calder. Yep. he is going to get he's a lock, huh? hands down. He's a lock. I mean, <laughs> not only a lock, but look at how many points he's going to put in. Oh, no. It's going to be the over on the points, too, because when you see him skate around there with all these ex-NHL or all the current NHL guys that are top players and yeah. he's still dominating, it's it's pretty impressive. And he has one thing in mind, and it is all hockey. It's business. He would go from five-on-five five games for an hour and a half to then a three-on-three three game for another 30, 40 minutes. And then my kid was out there skating with him, and he just worked with my kid for like 45 minutes, wow. just shooting pucks and teaching him the game. And that's what you want. You cheer for guys that mm. are good people. And uh, you're not getting a Johnny Menzel. You're going to get the real deal. Part of that video is the clear pain in the faces of <laughs> Petey and Craig and Leah. They look so... Uh, oh, that's really great to hear. Yeah, this is really teeth, wonderful yeah. stuff you're telling us, Darcy Hardachuk. By the way, Darcy Hardachuk, one of the best hockey names of all that's time. A, I think there's a Chuck in there. Name. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Chuck, Kachuk, yeah. Hardachuk, yeah. Matvachuk. If he introduces himself, hi, I'm Darcy Hardachuk, I'm immediately going, you played hockey. Didn't you? you played hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to. Such a great hockey <laughs> If name. there's a Chuck in your name, you played hockey. But uh, sure. No, those are great comments, and you're right. You could, like, and, and thanks to uh, to Leah uh, for sending us that clip, <laughs> clipping it for us and, and, and getting it to us. It's really good stuff there. Um, yeah, any more times that you guys talk about Connor Bedard, send him our way. Yeah, I mean, I know, as you said, I'm sure it was a little... Uh, Unprovoked. L- stung a little <laughs> bit that, you know, they had to talk about him. But, I mean, hey, blame your GM for not trading away guys sooner. Real yeah. qu- real quick, uh, Mike Hewlett's, uh I put it up on the screen earlier, but I just wanted to give him a shout-out. First live show caught since his daughter was born seven weeks hey. ago. Nice. Congratulations. Congrats, Congrats Mike. Mike. Congratulations, Mike. Mike, and, get uh, to sleep when you can. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now. Hold that baby Appreciate up in front of the though. screen. Yeah. Indoctrination in the Hawks yeah, land. there you go. Hopefully he's, uh, uh, she's uh, part of the new generation of Hawks fans. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, good stuff from awesome. uh, PHNX. Coyotes, as always. I mean, we like to kid with them, but uh, few crews cover the game better than they do. No, it's yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. And we, again, thank you for sending that over. Um, but yeah, just, you know, so some of the drills we saw, there was uh, two on one drills, two on two. They had one towards the end where it was a shot, like a distant shot from the slot, followed by a breakaway. I know Bedard scored on one and Camesso stopped him on another. Um, I can't wait to see him in a game. Yeah. Right. Where you're really going to be able to see him go all out against a common opponent. Um, and you could tell all like like Hordachuk said, all this kid wants to do is play hockey. Yes. And he said it today. Like I'm he was asked, are you tired of talking and do you just want to play? <laughs> yes. He's like you said, Mario, all the things he's been doing over the last few months and even prior to the draft, having to do pre-draft meetings in the combine and traveling all over the world. All Connor Bedard wants to do is start playing meaningful hockey, mm. and he finally gets that chance this weekend. And what's great is, I know we've been fielding a lot of questions about being able to watch these these games coming up this weekend. Uh, this is from Joe Brandon from the Blackhawks. They will be streaming Saturday's game uh, on Blackhawks.com and the Blackhawks YouTube page at 6 p.m. Central. Sunday's great. game will also be streamed on blackhawks.com and Excellent. the blackhawks youtube page you at go. 3 p.m central so there you go blackhawks youtube blackhawks.com you will be able to see both games saturday and sunday so we will be able to see uh connor bedard not just through a uh, a ring video 
uh, <laughs> ring video uh, uh, at, at, at the ice. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be great to see him in, in that competition. Um, speaking of competition, you made uh, an observation today at, at, at camp that we ended yes. up asking Anders Sorensen about. Um, you know, him, Bedard, and, and Wyatt Kaiser seem to be going up against each other in a lot of the, uh, the drills and, 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 and whatnot, the you know, little scrimmage scenarios. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, Anders kind of alluded to the fact that it wasn't planned that way, but those guys, some, sometimes players in these in these environments and guys like Bedard and, and, and Kaiser are wired to a way of wanting to be first in line, wanting to be first to go through a drill or trying to line up to be like, well, I want to go up, go up against this guy for, you know, competitive reasons. And, and, and I would say as far as NHL caliber defensemen that are at this camp, Kaiser's at the top of the list. Um, you know, Korchinski and Allen and Del Mastro are there, but I would say as far as NHL readiness, Kaiser's at the top of the list. And, I mean, you got Bedard there. As far as NHL readiness, he's at the top of maybe even the Blackhawks roster. So it's good to see both of them go up against each other and, and test each other in this in this setting because what better way to get ready for the season than by going up against guys who are – potentially going to be in the NHL and what better way to get ready for the season for Kaiser to go up against the best guy that's going to be on the ice all year. Yeah. It looked to me like Kaiser was actively seeking out matching up against Bedard. And you got to say like he held his own pretty well. Like we saw when we were watching the BioSteel thing, he was just making Ryan Graves this weekend miserable. Yeah. Cause every time you'd see Bedard in a video, there's Ryan Graves trying to chase him, getting his ankles broken by Bedard. Kaiser was able to catch up a little bit, stay with him a little bit. I would say they probably broke even in the one-on-one battles. Um, so that that's really good to see. And, and as we get more into camp and a preseason, we'll talk about who is most ready. But, yeah, like I was really impressed with that from Kaiser today. Just the fact that he was like, I'm going to find this dude and go up against this dude. I wanted to ask him about it, but we sort of ran out of time in the locker room today. I was just going to go up to him and say, hey, was that on purpose? Like, it really yeah. seemed like you were doing it. Um, but uh, Andre Sorensen sort of confirmed without confirming that, yeah, they were sort of seeking each other out, which yeah. is cool to see. No, you want that. You want that yeah. from from a guy like Kaiser, you know, essentially a rookie. And he's like, hey, who's the best dude here? Okay, it's Connor Bedard. I want him. I want to try and shut him down. It's going to make me better. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make Connor Bedard better going at, you know, against, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Mario, arguably the best defenseman there, at least the most experienced. Yeah. Um, that's what you want out of your, your top players. You want yep. them to go find the top competitions. You want them to go find the, the top player on the other team and say, I got him. He's mine. Like, don't shy away from that. The, the, so that, it was great to see. I know it's, you know, a couple of drills in a, in a rookie camp, but that's where it starts. That's where that competitiveness, you know, that drive to be better, it starts in the practice rink, and, that, and you carry that over into the, the, you know, the preseason games and the training camp, and then hopefully, you know, regular season, whether it's Rockford or, or Chicago for Kaiser, and obviously, uh, you know, on the ice in Pittsburgh, opening night for Connor Bedard. It's going to be good, awesome. Can't it's a good wait. way to get a, uh, a D on your jersey. D for dog. <laughs> dog. D for dog. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yes. Um, speaking of Bedard and speaking of uh, Pittsburgh and Sidney Crosby, he was actually asked about that during his presser today. So why don't we hear from Connor Bedard right now uh, this was after uh, practice today. Video courtesy of one Mario Tirabasi. Hey, 
how much are you looking forward to just playing hockey? I mean, maybe there's been a lot of interviews and talk and just now getting on the ice and being able to play some games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's what we what we all want to do. I mean, of course, there's been a lot of photos and interviews and everything, which is great. But uh, you know, I want to play hockey, and uh, that's what I love. So it's good to kind of get back here and get everything started and focus on that. We saw that sneak peek that you had with Sid, the one-on-one. -on -one. How cool was that for you? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I you know, lucky enough to meet him before and uh, spend a little time with him the other day. So, um, obviously, one of the best players ever. And, you know, it seems like such a great, you know, genuine genuine guy. So, uh, it was good to spend a few, uh, or an hour or whatever it was with him. Can you just talk a little bit about the media Toronto experience of doing that? Yeah, it was good. It's uh, it's busy, but, you know, there's so many great players there. And uh, you get to meet a lot of new guys and uh, kind of see what goes on behind the scenes of kind of everything. So, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, and you know, it was good. Seth could, could come along as well, and of course, spend some time with him, get to know him uh, a little better. It's probably a rhetorical question, but you're probably just focused on making the team, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So many guys have talked this week about how close this group is, and a lot of that has to do with the off-ice development camp. How has that carried over onto the ice? Yeah, I mean, I just got here, but uh, it was, today was great. Like, uh, feels like you've known these guys for longer. I mean, just the kind of week at dev camp, but I think everyone feels really comfortable going to the room and uh, talking, and even uh, on the ice today, it was great pace, great. Everyone's competing and everything, so, uh, you know, I think you're trying to make each other better, but uh, off the ice, everyone gets along, and it's a fun environment. Watching you in two puck against Drew, what's your approach to that? What's your, how do you come up with the strategy of what to, what to do each time? I don't know, see, see where that is and try to go there, I guess, but nothing uh, too complicated. Anyone else you met during the media tour that you were just very keen on meeting? Um, I got to meet uh, a lot of guys. Kopitar was pretty cool. Uh, I got to meet Caulfield, uh, Morrissey, Boldy, Honorsley, a lot of guys. Kind of go, kind of go down the list, so uh, it's pretty, pretty cool meeting all those guys. When you meet these guys, are, are you studying them and picking up? like little things to, to indoctrinate for yourself for the future? I mean, I don't know, just meeting them, just kind of say, hello, how are you, and nice to meet you. But um, yeah, I think if I was spending time with some of those guys, you, you always got to do that, kind of see how they approach the game, how they approach uh, their lives. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty brief, but it was, it was good to meet all of them. As you're going through, is it surreal to you that like you're part of the you know, face of the league and you're with these guys, or is it like, nope, I'm totally, Everything's normal and present. You know what I mean? Like, which way is it? Yeah. Surreal or the other way? Um, it's a good question, actually. Uh, I think it's it's a bit of both. I mean, like when you're actually playing and doing things, you just you want to you know be good and compete, and um, so then it's not really surreal. But sometimes you kind of go go home or you know after practice, you're like like damn, like that's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of both. But I think when you're in the gym or on the ice, it's just hockey, and you're trying to do your best. Is there anything that you learned from somebody, whether it was working at the BioSteel camp or at the media tour, that you're thinking through and maybe implementing for yourself, or something that you took away from their work habits or asking them a question to educate yourself? Um, yeah, for sure. I think that, I mean, media tour is tougher just you're not on the ice with the guys that are training with them, but like BioSteel camp, it's great to be on the ice and see what they do, see, you know, little moves or kind of what plays they're making and you can learn a lot just kind of watching those guys I think it's great you know throughout the year just watching hockey and, and I think every every shift every game you can learn something so kind of the same approach when you're with them in, uh, in a practice environment. Did the Biosteel camp feel different 
this year than it did last year for you? Um, I don't know. I was maybe a little less shy, but um, I think it was it was good both times. I think you know I'm still the younger guy, but I wasn't the youngest, of course, with uh, Celebrini there, so that was that was good. But um, yeah, I think kind of the same approach going in, just trying to do the best I can. But uh, I think this year, kind of more more of an emphasis on feeling comfortable in that in, the, in that environment. Anything outside of hockey that you've been doing or having fun with since the last time you were in Chicago? Uh, nothing crazy really. Just try to get play some other sports here and there and uh, some buddies or whatnot. So uh, nothing nothing too interesting for you. Are you looking forward to making a home base? Because you have been to all these different camps and all over the place basically for a good chunk of your life. Are you looking forward to having at least a few <clears throat> few weeks, a few months where you can get into a routine? For sure. Yeah, I mean that's it's a great thing. I mean, after after Dev Camp, it was it was pretty like pretty chill for about a month and a bit there. I was home, and then I was in Toronto, and uh, I was just training nothing too odd. In the last two weeks, of course, with the build-up to the season, it's been a little crazier. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty pumped to just be here and be with the guys, be focused on on that one thing, and and that's what we all want to do. How important was that stretch of the yeah, month, six weeks, where you probably needed to get away after the draft and development camp, kind of hit a reset button and hopefully get back here feeling refreshed after all you've been through? Uh, for sure. I think, you know, it's so busy leading up and obviously it's, you know, such a special night and, and week and, um, you know, super grateful for all those memories, but uh, it's, it's tiring, of course, and um, you're kind of all over the place. You're, you're pulled in a bunch of directions, so it's definitely nice to kind of go home for a bit, be with your family, and uh, just kind of focus on, on the training and, and be with your, your friends and family and stuff. Was it enough? Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I just want to be here and play hockey, so I'm happy to, to be to be back. I was going to ask you if that if that helps now to just be here, be able to simplify and focus on hockey, focus on learning about your teammates. Yeah, for sure. I think like he was saying, I love I love being in a routine and, and having that kind of get up, go to the rink, and um, yeah, like you said, kind of be with the same same guys every day and build those relationships and and you know work towards a, a common goal of being a better team and, and winning games, of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really exciting for all of us. You mentioned before that you're superstitious and you're about routine. How deep does it go with the superstition? Uh, I don't know. It's not, not too crazy. I just think, you know, kind of lead up to games is always the same sort of routine and, you know, night before, I guess. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of, I, I like it like that. It gets me in a good, good mental space, I find. Was there any consideration um, to not playing in this prospect showcase over the weekend to be ready for NHL camp starting next week? I think that's what will get me ready, to be honest with you. I haven't played a game in a long time, and that's what I want to do, and, and I'm, I'm a rookie like, like any, any other guy here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I want to play a game so bad. It's been so long, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. The organization is, you know, rebuilding their top to bottom everything and kind of going into a new, new era. When you were in development camp and when you've been on the ice here, uh, with the prospects and rookie group. Do you kind of feel like something is building with you guys? Do you feel like you have a special group together? For sure. I mean, um, I think just being with the guys, it's hard to kind of say, um, you know, with the older guys just because I haven't been with them as much. But uh, being with at Dev Camp and, and obviously today, it was good to kind of grow those relationships. And everyone's just, of course, so excited to kind of be, you know, starting their journey off. and. Um, you know, maybe growing up together in, in this organization. So 
uh, it's a pretty pretty cool thing, and um, you know we're excited to kind of continue to grow. Excuse me if you've been asked this before, but can you talk about how you got the <laughs> cut on your chin there. Yeah, I just practiced the other day, kind of collided with a guy, and um, yeah, I got cut. So yeah, nothing nothing crazy. There you have it. Saw many people in the chat asking about his chin. Uh, it was actually the first question, but it was like in an informal setting. I think Ben Pope asked him about his chin, and, and yeah, he said he took a like a shoulder or something that just kind of scraped his chin. Didn't say who it was though, but yeah, he wouldn't yeah. reveal. He's gonna whoever's traded first, you know who it was. Yeah, he's he's gonna be fine. It was yeah. probably Seth Jones, but he didn't want to give him any more heat. <laughs> uh, you know, he's already under the gun for someone writing a misleading headline about him this mm, week. Yes. Yeah. Hey, first guy on the ice this morning, though, Seth Jones. That's what a captain does. That's what does. a leader That's does. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even want to feed this beast because it's so, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's silly. We, said, a, we talked about it yesterday, and nothing has changed Just since then. read the yeah. whole article, folks. That's all I say. Yeah. Read the whole article. Read me on the headline. You'll be okay. Especially uh, now that AI is writing stories. <laughs> Definitely be sure right, to read yeah. that. Alan this Iverson's a writer now? Yes, he is. Yeah, cool. very Good eloquent. He's writing about practice. He's writing about practice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool um, moment. As you mentioned, before we get back to the prospects, though, we saw as we first sat down, the veterans were coming out and going across to go to the other rink. And uh, it was kind of a cool moment. Corey Perry was there. I think it's his first day. At least he wasn't there yesterday. And he kind of stopped and chatted with uh, Chris Kunitz. For a little bit, those guys uh, won a Stanley Cup together. Yep, uh, a lifetime ago, two thousand and seven. Yeah. 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 So uh, I was in high school. Yeah, that that Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Stanley Cup uh, is old enough to drive a car now. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it is, you yeah. were in high school when they won the cup, and I was reminiscing about how old I feel <laughs> that the Sammy Sosa sixty-one, sixty-two home runs happened twenty-five years ago today, and that was the summer. After I graduated yep. high school. So, God, yeah. we're old. Um, he also uh, took some time, Corey Perry did, with uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. Yeah. After their practice, met with her in the middle of the ice and talked. So if we're looking forward, by the way, to this weekend's games, unclear whether or not Bedard's going to play in both. Andres Orange yeah, gave the we'll see kind of a thing. The fact that the Blackhawks are now streaming both makes me think he's playing in both. I think he's playing in both. I think and he might play in both, yeah. And for now, it appears the plan's going to be that he'll skate on a line with Colton Dock and Nick Lardis. Yeah. Um, cool. And Sorensen was asked, what's the thought behind that? Lardis has a lot of speed. Dock's the kind of guy that can create space, and that's kind of what you want in the line. You got th- all three elements you're looking for. Yeah. And we have more time to do this. We should talk about Colton Dock. Yeah, I mean, he. you talk about, like, kind of like I talked about with Nolan Allen yesterday, where there just seems to be a different level of hockey maturity to him. Like, his understanding of the game is a little bit deeper. Obviously, having a bigger, more NHL-ready body is a big factor for Colton Dock, but he he carries himself like a leader on the ice, if that makes any sense. Like, there's a certain amount of uh, energy and confidence to his game and greg sort of whispered to me today like what do you want to bet that colton's a better pro than kirby and i said look kirby's got the speed he's got the skill advantage but up here kirby was always a little bit shaken mm-hmm. right that i think a lot of the pressure got to him that does not seem to be an issue with colton doc we'll get a better idea when we see him in games but he's been impressive i still think he starts in rockford for sure oh yeah, yeah. but i i really like the more i see him i really as he's impressed me, I've also started focusing on him more. And when I see him in a drill, I really isolate on what he's doing. Yeah. And the more I watch him, the more I like him. 
So, I don't know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, getting to talk to him these last uh, two days is is definitely um, been an eye opener for kind of the difference between you know where Kirby was at at just two what two years ago and where Colton is at now. Um, the difference in, in in speaking with them and you know Kirby always felt like you know it was kind of more the the script of the young NHL player um, didn't really seem like he it, the confidence was it was a was a big factor in that in that too I think when you're confident feeling more comfortable you can kind of open up a little bit more and never really felt like Kirby had that uh, aspect to him never really uh, wasn't around long enough to really feel comfortable I, I would say but Colton so far in, in conversations um, with him like he definitely seems comfortable loose uh you know feeling confident uh in that locker room on the ice like it, it seems like it's it's definitely not something that is is going to get to him uh all that much and, and then yeah he's got he's got the skill to uh to, to back it up for sure I'm excited to see what he does first year pro and I'm excited you know he was looking good this time last year going into the uh Tom Curver's rookie showcase and then got an ouchie in the first game and wasn't able to play the second game. So I'm excited to see what uh, what he can do in this setting now a year later um, and likely playing most two, if all, of his minutes with Bedard. Yeah, and I, as I said to Jay, I, I was like, am I crazy for thinking Colton Doc could have the better professional career? Now, I don't – I think Kirby Doc is the higher-skilled player overall. I mean, obviously, you know, third overall pick, whether or not that's warranted or not. But, you know, and Colton was a second-round pick. But I just think Colton may have the better overall career just because, you know, as you mentioned, he's got, like, that swagger, that confidence about him. And he plays a more physical game. I think he plays a game that, that you know, so I, I – that get him you know longevity in this sure. league. there's always going to be a spot for a guy that can create space for the high skilled players but can finish when need be and uh you know i, I think kirby you know what are we we're going on to year five of kirby doc year four My god um five yeah so we're going into his fifth year and there's still question marks there you know he still hasn't been able to do a, a full season. Um, so I think Kirby's got the higher ceiling, but I think Colton has the better chance to have that more consistent, longer, productive career. I also think there's – it's kind of a bias in drafting too, right? Because, like, being drafted third overall comes with expectations that you're going to be a star player. And – if Kirby falls short of stardom, it feels like a bust, right? Yeah. Whereas Colton, a second-round pick, a high second-round pick, but a second-round pick, doesn't come in with the immediate expectations. You say, hey, maybe if you squint really hard, you see a top-six NHL player, more likely a middle-six kind of a guy. He can kind of develop at his own pace, come into the league, play a little bit, and get better and better and better as he goes. Yeah. Kirby wasn't really given that luxury. No. Uh, he was absolutely rushed to the league. He should not have played his rookie year, for sure. We know that now. Um, but even at the same time, anytime a third pick comes in, there's going to be immediate expectations on performance. So I also think with that in mind, 
people are more likely to just flat out dismiss a guy like that, whereas Colton's going to get all the patience in the world yeah. to come and join and reach his, his peak, whereas with Kirby, because of the draft status, it was like, all right, come on, be good. Why aren't you good yet? You're not good yet. You're not good right. yet. And then that starts to pile not only on the player but on the organization and his reputation, and then it's an ugly situation for everybody. And it was timing with Doc, too, with Kirby, yeah. because, you know, there were still hopes in the front office at that time that, like, hey, if this kid is a star right off the bat, we got a chance to make another playoff run here. Right, like, yeah. Our window is kind of, you know, might be a f- tiny fraction of an inch open. We could jar that thing back up for another year or two. And Colton's been allowed to develop. You know, the two extra years in the in the WHL after his draft. Now likely at least a full season in the AHL. That's so key when it comes to young players is that that development. And, and as we know, as Kirby didn't get that development and it's it's hindered his career. Yeah, definitely. And, that, you know, changing teams and then going from Chicago, who's got high expectations to Montreal that has massive coverage and media Russian attention. Um, look, he started off really well there last year. Kirby I, did. Absolutely. A lot of it comes down to how he's going to be used. And I think in the time that uh, – Martin St. Louis has had with Montreal. I think he's been using Kirby Doc in a in a better yeah. scenario. Playing and with th- Suzuki and, and Caulfield, it's going to get you some numbers. Yeah, that and that helps. Yeah, and I think it it all pl- being put in the right scenario, playing with you know some pretty good players, builds confidence. But playing on the wing, weird, right? Uh, so uh, he wasn't put in the in the right scenario here, shoehorned into being a center, and when it wasn't working, we all were like, it's not working. And they were like, no, it's going to work. It's not working. Well, and now it's starting to work in Montreal. If he can stay healthy, I think he's he's primed to have a very good NHL career. Yeah, I'm rooting for the kid, too. Like, super nice guy. Yeah. You know, uh, really wanted to be good, worked hard to be good, and just, you know, with all the factors in and, and on top of a bunch of weird, flukish kind of injuries, that it's too. very yeah. much something his development and his confidence. But I, I'm really hoping that – Kirby Doc figures things out and has a really solid NHL career. If he could play 80 games this year, there's no reason why he can't have 65, 70 points if he stays on that line with those two guys. He could. I mean, Caulfield had injury problems last year, too. So if those three guys can stay together and they play together for the full year, there's no reason why Kirby can't have 65 points this year. Uh, I hope he does it. I I like Kirby Doc. Um, You know what else I like? What? I like... Cars? Big butts and you cannot lie? I, that too, but that's not where I was going with that one. Oh, but okay. you're not wrong. So, do you like to move it? I, I move do it? like to move it, move it, and uh, I like... Do you like pina coladas and getting caught you in You like line? to party like, all the time, party like, all the time? I don't like pina coladas. <laughs> okay. um, Eddie Murphy. But, uh, <sighs> what the fuck was I doing? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you were doing cars. Tell us the things you like. <laughs> I like Chevys from guys named Ray. That's what I really there like. There you go. Guys named Ray who sells Chevys. Those are my favorite. Are you in the market for newer used vehicles? If you are, then we've got great news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We were talking to our pals over there at Ray Chevy and they have this pledge. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you walk into the dealership. We found that in many, other, many cases, other dealers, they like to do shady practices with you and not the shady kinds that we like. Spoiler. <laughs> They're going to raise the price 
on you when you come into the dealership saying like crazy things like are you a recent college grad are you active in the military are you a farmer and in most cases your answer is going to be no and that's when they pull the rug out from underneath you and say those they're going to raise the price because those the price online included limited rebates that you just don't qualify well at ray that's not the case none of that nonsense the price you see online is the price you're going to pay with no add-ons to the price ever in fact Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price even lower than what you saw online. And as, as one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because now they have over 100 Chevy track models available starting at the low price of $21,495. And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing. Make zero payments until 2024 plus, put no money down. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And find yourself some of the best sports gear around from our friends at Foco.com. F-O-C-O.com. Get fitted out right now. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks, and everything in between. It is baseball season. Yeah, all summer you wore your Aloha shirt, your straw hats, your polos from Foco. But now, with the weather getting cool, sweatshirts, pajama pants, anything to keep you warm at baseball and football games, anything you need, they've got it for you at Foco. And if you want to deck out your man cave, your she shed, and everything in between, you can get some awesome bobbleheads and signs and all those sort of things like our set pieces here all of that stuff available at foco check out foco.com or click the link in our description below for all non-presale items use that promo code chto for 10 percent off at foco.com it wasn't only Connor bedard today had a lot of uh good looks at other blackhawks players and we got the chance to chat with a few of them uh, why don't we do this chronologically? I think we talked to Ryder Ralston first or Nolan Allen first. It was Ryder uh, Ralston. Ryder Ralston. Yeah. You guys are right next to me when I got swarmed. Yeah. Yes. Let's hear from Ryder Ralston. Hopefully the audio has been improved today from yesterday. Um, you might remember last year we went to Notre Dame to chat with Ryder Ralston about his time uh, at Notre Dame and being a Hawks prospect and uh, really came away impressed with what he had to say. And, again, I think today uh, you could see a little mature beyond his years, as most Notre Dame men are, damn it. All right, let's clear it camp, up. Uh, felt a little more intense than the first one. How did it feel out there today? Yeah, felt good. We had a good pace going out there. I mean, obviously, we've been together now for a few days, and guys are getting a little bit more comfortable, but it's been fun. You know, a lot more battle drills today, less time with the puck. Um, just getting comfortable under pressure. I think it's what we need to do before playing games this weekend, and it's been fun. Talking to some of the guys this week, it seems that off-ice development camp really did a lot to bring those teams. How is that carried over? Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing that, you know, we're kind of prodding ourselves on right now is that was a big week for us. And, you know, a lot of us are, are really close from it. You know, it's not like you're going out there with guys you're not used to. It's guys that now you, you call brothers and, and are going to become your best friends, you know. And when that's kind of the case, you, you want to do a little extra more for those guys. It's about doing something for the guy next to you. And, you know, obviously, I've played for teams in the past where we've prided ourselves on culture, and I like to think that, you know, coming in here as one of the older guys, I can help bring guys together, I think, and, you know, those are the things that are going to create a winning culture as well, so I think those are big things as well. Coming in your first pro season, anything different in your preparation? 
um, trying to make the team, trying to make an impression on the coaches? Not really. I mean, they know the player I am. I know what I can do. I know, you know, the attributes that, that make me a special player. And, you know, to be honest with you, I just go out there and do my thing. I'm not going to try to be anybody else. I'm going to try to be myself. And, you know, that's what's going to help me at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to create too many goals. I don't want any added pressure. I, you know, I'm just, I'm having fun. You know, I like to think I'm living the dream right now. And that's basically it. I'm, you know, every day just coming here, having a good attitude, working hard, competing, and, you know, just, just showing what I can do. And it's nothing more than that. Andrew Olson and interesting, uh, uh, Andrew Sorensen went out of his way to praise Ryder Ralston's play today. Yeah. Uh, I think, I forget who asked the question, but something along the lines of, have you ever seen a scenario where a guy is a better pro than he is a college player? And Sorensen sort of lit up at that and it said, yes, absolutely, I could see Ryder Ralston being more effective because he's the kind of guy that's going to thrive with a bigger workload, mm -hmm. with more games, more competition. He is an energy player. He's got a ton of speed, finishes every check. I think... Ralston, if he maxes out, is probably a third line, uh, yeah. like a really solid third liner that can maybe add a little bit of offense. But he's certainly made an impression through two days with this team, and uh, it's hard to miss him when he's on the ice. Yeah. Like I know, like I mentioned the same thing about Colton Dock is when you see him in these drills, he stands out. He's got a an odd stride, kind of a lower down, like he's kind of squatted a little bit when he skates. He also has the jersey tuck, and he's got the long strings and the long pants. He very much looks like a 90s hockey player. Yeah. So I think he stands out visibly, but also, like, in the drills, his energy stands out. He plays with a different level of intensity from – I'm not saying that other guys aren't trying as hard, but he's very visibly intense. Yeah. And I think that, obviously, that's going to endear him to a coaching staff. They all love that. But I really do think that he's a guy that, despite not putting up huge numbers in college, could come to Rockford and then eventually Chicago – and be a guy you can count on for 82 games to go out, finish his checks, kill some penalties, and add some offense. Yeah, I, I think that the idea of someone <clears throat> benefiting from an increase in talent around them uh, to elevate their game as well, I think, is is something that you know a lot a lot of guys can benefit from, and, and he's probably one of them. And, and I think you know last year at the time when his season ended because of a, a broken collarbone, um, he was leading. The Notre Dame in points so I mean he was he was one of their go-to guys uh last season before he ended up um you know coming down with an injury so yeah a, a, another guy that is going to be in Rockford this year uh is going to have a chance to to make an impression and um you know fight for for, for significant ice time at the AHL level which I, I think will be really good for him and he seems like another guy we talk about Colton Doc feeling comfortable and confident he's an uh, Rolson's another guy who feels that it seems like he has that confidence, that that comfort level uh, of being in this uh, in this environment. And he even said, you know, being one of the older guys of the group, um, being someone who can kind of step up as a leader within that, you know, prospects and and and, and rookie level of, of of players to be able to step up and and kind of uh, be in that role. I think that's awesome. I mean, he's he's someone that I think, you know, I, I'm not so sure that he'll ever have a, a long-term NHL career but I hope that he does because he seems like a good guy he seems like someone who's gonna um you know be good in in any locker room that he's in and his yeah like you said Jay like his skill set I think if he could max out his skill set he'd be a really exciting uh player to have in like a you know top nine middle six role 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he does this year. I think he's going to be really effective uh, with the Ice Hogs. I think he'll definitely, if he doesn't start there, he'll work his way in a top six role. It's obvious that Anders Sorensen uh, has taken notice, mm-hmm. and it's a fan of him. I know, uh, I mean, he said it was insane how fast he does stuff out there. Yeah. You know, everything he does as fast is what he yeah, said. Yeah, it literally used the word insane to describe his quickness and speed. And that's going to translate well to the pro game. Um, I don't know what his long term NHL future is, but, you know, he's got himself a good baseline to start. If, if he's effective in the AHL, there's no reason why he can't be effective in the NHL. And, you know, speed is what this team is building itself on. Mm-hmm. And he's got that, and he's he seems to have the hockey smarts. Yeah, and he's. A, I'd agree too. He, he's a coachable yeah, kid. I, I think he's the guy that, you know, Luke Ritchie gets to the NHL, and Luke Ritchie says, "Okay, I just need you to kill penalties and play fourth line and be physical." He can do that. Yeah. Hey, I need you to get fill in on the second line. Maybe you know, take a f- couple extra shots per game. He can do that. So, and is willing to do whatever it takes to get there and stay there. He's, he's also self-aware he knows he's not going to be a big-time scorer at the nhl level he is very aware of that he knows that for to for him to make it in the nhl he's going to have to be that guy who plays those hard minutes kills penalties block shots finishes checks etc and whatever offense comes as bonus they're not counting on him for any offense but with the speed he's got he'll be able to create some on that alone but what i like about him is he just Eddie O used to always say, accept and execute, right? Accept your role and execute it. And Ralston already pretty much knows, if I'm ever up here, if I ever play a game at the United Center, my role is going to be to be a pain in the ass to play against. And it sounds like he's embraced it, and that's the way he's playing in practice, showing not only Andre Sorensen, but all the Hawks brass up there in their own little skybox at fifth third that he's willing to do what it takes to play wherever they need him to play. Yeah, he has that element to his game, too, of, of being, you know, not necessarily uh, Samuel Savoie-esque pesky, but being able to, you know, play physical and kind of, you know, play on that edge and get under the Chris opponent's Fristique skin. Chris pesky. Yeah, definitely. There's a difference between, you know, being Andrew Shaw and Chris Versteeg. For yeah. Chris Versteeg had more skill, but just he was kind of sneaky. Yeah. You know, sneakily hitching the nuts as he skates by. <laughs> but obviously, can't be so, the nuts. yeah, a little more subtle. Uh, Eric to it. asked in the chat Is Ryder Victor Stahlberg or is there skill there? Victor was so fast, but he couldn't finish. Ryder Ralston is nothing like Victor no, Stahlberg. Yes. Stahlberg They're both was... fast, but Ryder Ralston has work ethic, which is a something Victor <laughs> Stahlberg did not really yes. have. That's why he was always in Coach Q's uh, doghouse and why he was not kept after his first contract. Q would he was love the, Ralston. Oh, my God. Oh, Q yes. would love yeah, Ralston. So though. the work ethic is there. Yes. I don't know, like, I wouldn't call him a highly skilled player, but there is some skill there. Um, the skill is gravy. They're different players. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stahlberg was a guy that was supposed to be this fast guy that's going to score a bunch of goals. Well, he got the first part of that right. Ralston is a guy that is fast, but is more of a role player and will be, you know, will play. Could be the type of guy that can play important roles on winning teams. Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this as as far as Stahlberg, that was it. Yesterday we talked about 
speed in, in hockey and how it's kind of not yeah. just necessarily foot speed. Stahlberg was straight line speed. With with Rolston, it's it's a lot of more the speed in which he does things. Yeah, you know the 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 energy level that he that he puts out. Um, it's the effort level that he puts out. It always seems like it's it's going at full bore, and it doesn't necessarily mean is he a straight line, you know, goal line to goal line as fast as Victor Stahlberg. No, but the speed in which he does things, he processes things, he he you know makes a pass, gets a shot off, you know. Get you know gets into a play gets physical the, the speed of which he does things I think is 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 the difference there and not necessarily just just straight up foot speed and and I think that's something that when you get to the professional level like we said yesterday you got to have you got to you got to be able to do things do them fast because everything everything gets faster at the at the professional level and especially at the NHL level everything is is, is faster and it. Anders Sorensen talked about it today in relation to Antti Sorella, uh, who he's getting used to smaller ice now after playing in, in, in Finland for uh, a few years of his, of his professional level. So everything's condensed. Everything's faster. Everything's uh, going to happen at a, at a much quicker pace. So it, Rolston, it seems like he is at that level where he's going to pick up on that and be able to, to hang with that professional speed. Yeah, um, And I think that's kind of part of also the difference of of saying well this guy's fast like Victor Stahlberg or Andres Athanasiu like yes they are straight line fast but being able to do things fast I think is is a difference uh, a difference maker there yeah uh, all right next guy we talked to was defenseman Nolan Allen uh, who has stood out really to me both days uh, very solid defensively let's hear what he had to say after practice today Talk to uh, Ryder. Talk about the intensity of day two compared to day one. What was it like out there today? Yeah, I mean it was another intense day. I mean, even the first day, I was uh, you know had to stay in the weight room a little bit longer because the body's definitely feeling it. Um, you know, just just the high intensity reps of, of everything. But uh, you know, it's nice to be able to get, to get back competing with that. Heard a lot of guys talk about how that's something with your off ice How's that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we we met everyone here at development camp. You know, the freshly drafted guys, and you know, some guys we haven't seen in a couple of years. So, um, you know, it's nice to you know get all of uh, us young guys together and uh, with a young group like this. I mean, that development camp, that week off the ice was huge, and uh, I mean, now it, I think it's going to translate into into our game and uh, you know really be able to gel together. Can I ask you specifically about, um, you know, a left-handed shot. The organization's got a lot of left-handed shots, so eventually someone's going to have to move to the right side. Um, what kind of a challenge does that present a defenseman having to play on the offside? Yeah, it's a little bit harder. I mean, uh, on breakout passes and, you know, you got the puck in the, in the neutral zone, if you, you can get yourself into some bad spots sometimes, I mean, you just have your back end in the middle. So I guess it's important to your position's really Positioning is really important, sorry, and kind of, I guess, where you have your stick to be able to kind of make those plays, I think. Is that something you'd be comfortable adjusting to? Or how, do you, like, how long would it take to become um, I think the first couple games, like, my first couple games on the right side, I definitely noticed, like, I'd catch myself in some positions where it was harder to make plays, but I feel like as the more you play on the right side, the more you kind of, I guess, know where the, where those spots are and, like, how you gotta how you gotta make plays and um, how you gotta position yourself. 
is a lefty. If you're coming off the right board offensively, is that a bit of an advantage being on the forehand? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's one of the things that I found too. Is I mean, it's a little bit harder in the D zone and the neutral zone to to make some black passes and some players, but. It's nice in the offensive zone when you come off the wall, you're right in your forehand, it's easy to get a quick shot or uh, make a play. Yeah, I mean, my goal my goal right now for this camp is basically just to show the organization that I'm ready to play pro hockey and you know I can make, make that next jump to uh, to either, either Rockford or Chicago. So um, that's just my main goal right now. All right, that was Nolan Allen. We also talked to Kevin Korczynski. We're going to play that right now and then talk about both guys on the back end of Kevin Korczynski. Uh, day two at camp, how'd it go today? It was good. Um, obviously, getting, uh, getting a sweat out there, obviously getting the um, kind of summer juices out of there. Obviously, um, a lot of us haven't been um, kind of getting that like, game intensely. So getting to play um, practice with the really good hockey players has been awesome. Um, just getting ready for the weekend. I think we're really excited to get some games going. A lot of these guys have been talking about closeness of this group and how that off-ice development camp this summer, how has that carried over into the ice? Yeah, yeah, obviously um, a lot of buddies, the guys that you got to know um, through having that off-ice development camp, so um, obviously this weekend is going to really help uh, playing for each other, um, playing with one another, that that kind of camaraderie, um, it's going to really help us, so it's, it's, it's awesome. Do you have any indication from the press, the coaches, like what's the plan for do you know what the, what the season holds? Do you expect to start here in Chicago? Do you expect to go back to Seattle? Or are you just going to do the best you can and see what happens? Yeah, I think just do the best you can, take it day by day, obviously. Um, yeah, just uh, try and put my best foot forward, um, get better every day and learn as much as I can, and uh, just take it from there. What's your personal goals for this weekend coming up you know, with exhibition games? Um, yeah, I think just uh, kind of play my game. Obviously, we want to win those games. A lot of bragging rights, no guys on um, the other teams that um, you want to have the very guys against. But yeah, I just um, play my game, um, learn as much as I can, and just, uh, yeah. Under Sorensen said you looked uh, bigger, thicker this year coming into camp. Anything different you did coming in, or just? Uh, um, oh, yeah, just kind of my normal routine, obviously. Okay. Um, Thank you. Kind of maturing, getting older, you can kind of put on that weight. So um, it's been awesome, and yeah, I just feel really strong on the ice. That was obviously Kevin Korczynski. Obviously, Obviously. Uh, for sure, it was kind of a dart earlier. Yes. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it out of these guys eventually. <laughs> but uh, They got a lot on their minds right now. Talking to the media is last on the list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah Korczynski doesn't seem to know what the plan is for himself, or at least pretended not to. He's not telling you, that's for sure. No, I, I think we've we talked about this a lot this offseason, and uh, it's so you, you have to think he's going to play at least – those 10 games that he can play or nine, whatever nine it is before, yeah, he can, yeah. before he goes back to junior and see what he's got. And look, there's nothing watching him that makes me feel like, Oh no, he, he absolutely can't right. handle it. But I think if, if all things being equal, if we're not factoring in, it's either Chicago or Seattle for Kevin Korchinski. If he was Rockford eligible, I'd probably have him third in my list of ready NHL defensemen in terms of these guys who are here this week. Yeah. I would have Kaiser, Allen, and then him. Yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty fair. Um, I think if you're, if you're looking for what the Blackhawks don't have, I think Korchinski would be probably higher on that True. list because they don't, they don't necessarily have a guy who you could say is more that dynamic offensive defenseman uh, besides Seth Jones. So, yeah, I think 
if 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 I if I were tearing it up, I'd say Korchinski would be a little bit higher than Allen, just based off of Blackhawks' need. But you know, look, watching him at this at this camp, it doesn't it does not feel like he is going to be pushed into anything that he is not physically or mechanically ready for. Like I think I think everything is there um, to play at the professional level. Could he play all 82 games and be just fine? I think so. But I think what's best for development is, yes, getting some NHL games, whether it's just the nine so you don't burn his contract or play him up to the World Juniors uh, and then let him go and play for Canada. And then when that's done, come back, go to Seattle and ride the wave out the rest of the season there in Seattle. I think that could be a, a viable option as well. Um but if he's playing, you know, if, if, if he plays past the nine games and he's playing well enough and doesn't look like he's drowning out there, s- screw it. If you play past the nine games, you've burned it anyway. If he can play the full season here, why not? Yeah. Like, why not? I, at, at this point, there's no – he's not burying anybody on the roster that he's not supposed to. If he's that good to play, play him. Like, oh, yeah. I, and, I, and I don't have any doubts that he could handle it. And the fear is that, you know – that if a guy goes through too many growing pains that it could stunt their development. Right. I don't get that vibe from Korchinski. He just doesn't seem to have that kind of a personality. And again, we're basing this off of two development camps, one of which was off ice. Yeah. And what we've seen so far in two days. But I don't know. I, I just I feel like this staff is much more cognizant of that sort of thing and much more cautious about that kind of thing where, look – the track record Kyle Davis has so far, it's not a long one, but it's a good one, has been patient. Yeah. He doesn't feel the need to get somebody up here just because, but at the same time, I don't think he's also going to just hold a guy down just because either. Right. So if Korchinski comes up and shows he can do it, I think he's going to have every chance to do it. Yeah, I think the real measuring stick is going to be those preseason games he gets into. Yeah. Because right now he's doing drills against guys at his own experience level, his own age where he's obviously one of the best players on the ice. Let's see him out there against NHL players in the preseason. He looked good last preseason. Yeah, Held his own. Mm-hmm. I want to see him look better this preseason than he did last preseason. And if he does, I'm okay with him starting a year here. I'm okay with him playing the year here. I mean, every player has his own trajectory. It's yeah. not a got to have one year, two years in the NHL before. No. And the fact that it's Luke Richardson and Kevin Dean on this coaching staff, two guys that played a lot of games at defense in the NHL, they're not going to give him more than he can handle. Right. They're not going to put him in a, in, a, in a place to fail. If they see him struggling, they're going to pull it back, yep. and they're going to say, okay, you can't handle this right now. We notice, so we're going to pull it back. We're going to put you on the third pair with you know somebody another veteran or something and we're just gonna we're gonna take a little bit of responsibility away from you and get your confidence back up and then we'll ease you back there and they're gonna be able to identify that better than anyone who's coached them before too like you know oh that he's clearly you know he's struggling out there maybe something that the fans can't see or we can't see but Richardson and Dean they know what to look for and they know what it looks like when a guy's out there floundering yeah and needs a break or needs a workload reduction or whatever so I, I feel very confident with whatever decision they make about Korchinski. If they think he's ready, then he'll play. Yeah. I, I don't think – there's no scenario in which I think you're going to go, 
and we're not so sure, but let's just see. Right. They don't operate that way. If they're if they're not certain, they won't just throw them out there right. to the wolves. Like it's definitely it's definitely a staff that I I think about sometimes. It's just like man, if this staff would have had Adam Boquist, if this staff would have had Kirby Doc, could we be talking about a much different trajectory for for guys like that? But that's all in the past. But I, it's it's the the confidence in managerial decisions that Kyle Davidson is making coaching decisions that Luke Richardson and his staff are making the confidence is, is in, in those guys in, in, in those roles through the roof from what we've experienced in the last handful of years absolutely absolutely and uh, we had in the chat earlier the Steve ask if Nolan Allen look does he look NHL ready I mean for me personally it's hard to say that from drills I don't know if he's NHL ready but he definitely looks like he's on his way to being NHL yeah. ready yeah. like the the progression he has made over the past two years from that first development camp to, to last year to now the rookie camp he's made some strides and you see it he's a more confident guy he sticks out he's got some leadership aspects to him as well you know the stuff that he told you about playing on his offside. I mean, he obviously has the hockey yeah. brain too. Right. To be a successful dis- defenseman, especially a defensive defenseman, which he is, you gotta have that cerebral ability to identify plays before they happen, to yeah. know where you need to be. And the way he explained playing on his offhand, it was very impressive for a young kid uh, and, and how he broke it down. So I don't know if he's NHL ready right now, but he's definitely progressing and getting closer i think ahl time a full season or at least three quarters of a season in the ahl is the best for him and del mastro i know we're excited for these kids yeah, yeah take your time here. guys like that guy like nolan allen a full year a year and a half two years in the ahl not gonna kill anything not gonna yeah. there's no need to rush any of these guys if you don't have to yeah uh, but again if he if he's proven he can handle it He'll be here. If not, he can go to the AHL. Mm-hmm. Del Mastro can go to the AHL. The, the difference with Korchinski is he can't. Can't. So it's it's a different situation. But I think Allen is definitely on his way to being a, a solid NHL defenseman. Probably not this year. Maybe not even at the start of next year. But he's on his way, and it's encouraging. And and I know no no Roy's just rage mentioned that last draft class for Hijo should not be named. It's a pretty darn good draft class. We we yeah the last two yeah we had some good we, players. We dump on him a lot, and rightfully so. But we'll give him credit. That last class gave us Nolan Allen. None of us liked the pick when it happened. Just not, and that wasn't a, a shot at Nolan Allen. It's, it's too just, soon. You could have got him in the second or third round. And that remains correct. And the and the Colton Doc pick. Someone in the chat asked earlier, was that was a, bit it a nepotism? nepotism pick? Yeah, absolutely, it, it was. was. But he's still a good player. Yeah. Had we didn't have Kirby in the system, would we have drafted him in the second round? Probably not. But again, he probably could have been there in the third round. You maybe stretched a little bit for him. Yeah. But it's still a good pick. Ethan Del Mastro was part of that draft class. Yep. Uh, Reichel. Uh, yeah. The, the Reichel pick is, is so far looking pretty good. Jalen Lipen. Jalen, uh, Jalen Lipen was seventh round pick. Um, and he's, I think, I think he's. I, was be, Isaac Phillips in that group too? He was in the Reichel year. So, yeah. Or, yes. So, yeah. The last two draft classes 
from Heel Shall Not Be Name has produced Drew Camezzo. some some good picks Drew, again. But again, I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that he got those, made those picks. But it's the new regime that's yeah. handling the developing them. Yes. That's that true. helps. That's a big that's, part of that's it. That's more important than making the pick in yeah. my eyes. And and yeah, I, I think we're all very excited for these players. Where the, the focus on on the Blackhawks right now is all the prospects, is all the rookies. Um, they're the ones sitting in the locker stalls right now. It is very exciting to see these these players that are young, up and coming. We're all we all have a lot of hope for. But yes. It is going to take some time. You and they're not all going to pan out. Y- yeah, there's going to, and not all of them are going to pan out with the Blackhawks. There's going to, some of these guys will be trade bait. Some of these guys will, it, it, they'll be Kirby docked, and they they won't work out here, and they'll go they'll go elsewhere. Some of these guys may never reach the NHL potentials that uh, some of them may have, and and yeah, it, it, Nolan Allen, Ethan Delmastro, like these guys could take, like you said, Greg, two full AHL seasons before they are ready to take on a full NHL uh, workload. We were talking about it in, in a different topic uh, discussion before the show. Um, some of the players that played in Rockford for multiple seasons before getting to the NHL level. Um, it's just It just takes that time. So, yeah, I know we're all very excited for these guys, but it is a lot to ask for for 19- and 20-year-olds, a whole group of them, to all be ready for the NHL at the same this, time. It's just not going to happen. This rebuild is like baking a cake put the cake in the oven you got to have the cake in the oven for 45 minutes if you take the cake out of the oven at 25 minutes it's going to look good but you're going to cut into it and it's going to be a really bad cake you got to let it bake yeah. you got to let it get the full baking probably so you get, get the sick. full maximum yeah i love cake. let it go let it let it take its time i know we're excited Connor bedard did not end the rebuild no he shortened it but he the- took he took a year off the back end of it not the front end Still a long way to go. Yeah. A lot of these guys that we're seeing this week, they need their time. They need to go to Rockford. They've got to go back to juniors. There's still guys in college this year that aren't a part of this camp. Yep. There's a lot of things to be excited for, but we can't rush it. And Kyle Davidson is not going no, to he's rush not. it. He's yeah. proven that. So things are trending in the right direction. And this is going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year, even if it's just a couple of these kids that play. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun year. I can't wait. Like this, these last two days has gotten me so ready for the season. Next week is training camp. Just bring it on. What, let's, ca- let's, what kind of cake? Play. Chocolate, velvet. Any kind, what's your favorite cake? Banana cake. Banana, banana cake. Your banana. Your uh, that's more of a banana bread. Banana bread. Banana bread. But, but you need to bake a banana bread too. Yeah. Do you like walnuts in your banana bread? No. Oh, you, okay. Not a uh, peanuts guy. Peanuts in your banana bread? No, thank you. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm hungry now. All I know is the future is very bright. You're going to wait, you're gonna have to wait to bake a cake when you get home. Yes. I'm going to put on a pair of sunglasses. That's it. We're getting cake. cake. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm going to bake a cake wearing my shady rays there you go. at home because they protect me from the sun and the heat coming out of my oven as I wait for my championship cake to be finally done. <laughs> Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for this nice... Warm weather we're enjoying right now and for the next few days with their premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Like my outdoor adventures this weekend, I will have my Shady Rays on at Douglas Park all weekend for Riot Fest. And if I break my pair of sunglasses moshing to some (laughs) band from my high school... I won't be moshing, but maybe I get caught in a pit 
or most likely I trip over a rock and they go flying off my head. If I break my sunglasses, my Shady Rays at Riot Fest, they're going to send me a brand new pair. And that's the same goes for anybody. No questions asked. Even on day one, you break or lose your pair, you're getting a brand new pair sent right next, right back to you quickly, too. Like within two days, you're going to get your new pair. Very Together nice. with your customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners throughout the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you're going to, but just in case, maybe you want to exchange them for a different pair, you can do that for free, or you can just return them for free completely within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Head over to ShadyRays.com. Put two or more pairs of their polarized sunglasses in your shopping cart. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off that order. So you can finally, what have you been waiting for? Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Not all of them work at CHGO either. Not all of them. Not a lot of them. That's for damn sure. And, hey, uh, you know who made us feel good in Chicago sports this week? It wasn't the Bears. No, it wasn't. No, it it wasn't. Connor Bedard. Yep arriving just yes. being being in the presence really made us just feel like we were better at hockey automatically and if you want to feel better <laughs> sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore discover and purchase a wide array of high quality products sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season and to get through the pain of a football season no matter where you are <laughs> on your cannabis journey They've got easy online ordering and in-store pickup and a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. I talk all the time about my favorite brands, Mindy's and Good News. But if you're looking for the highest quality flower, that is the actual marijuana you put in a uh, paper and light it and smoke it. Cresco is the brand to go to. Reliably excellent cannabis, consistent quality and they've been making it for years. Flowers, vapes, concentrates, pre-rolls. Cresco is the company for you. You also got High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, and Remedy. And now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your whole order. It's one use per customer, but anyone can use that code, not just new customers. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season at Sunnyside. You must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. That is Sunnyside.shop, promo code CHGO25. It is officially Oktoberfest season. And what better way to ring in the Oktoberfest season than with some Goose Island beer from our friends Goose Island the proud CHGO beer sponsor that they are, and Chicago's beer since 1988. Of course, it's Oktoberfest season. You also have the year-round lineup of beers from Goose Island that are delicious and always good to uh, crack open and enjoy. you got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer that Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the Beer Hug family of beers, the uh, Imperial IPAs that are 9.9 ABV and dangerously easy to drink. And on these golden sunny days, what better way to reach for a golden can of 312, their wheat ale, their staple of their year-round lineup. You can get all of these beers and more ultra-fresh brewery exclusives 
at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can come to our neck of the woods and go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right, we are back tomorrow, same time, 2.30 tomorrow. Hawks will be on the ice before they head to St. Paul. Uh, no media availability, so we won't have any uh, post-practice yeah. stuff. I don't know if they're going to let us back in the locker room after what happened. Well, yeah, I mean, Emma almost got her uh, license, our credentials taken away because she stepped on the logo today. Not just stepped on it, walked across it. Oh, she wiped no. her feet on the logo. Yeah. No, Emma, you and didn't. Then, oh, no, Emma. Do, she did it. Yeah. She's I thought it was so excessive that she picked it up off the floor and blew her nose on it. Yeah. Uh, she, didn't like, need wow. to put, she didn't need to put she, out her cigarette on the logo. She scooted across it like a dog with an itchy butt <laughs> right across the logo. That was a little it much, was, Emma. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, Don't no. worry, we've all done it. I got <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you were nervous. It's understandable. It's like I, you didn't catch a forearm shiver from James Wisniewski like I did when I got it. So. Yeah. Yeah, You're okay. Shout we do have a we, God for uh, continuing the bit. Yeah. <laughs> what if we told you there was a player who met exceeded all expectation when he joined the league and is now a free agent, ready to be signed? <laughs> you guys know where I'm going with this. Your commitment to the $1. bit is uh, Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Get, getting exp- I hope you can make your rent this month uh, <laughs> because. Sorry. One dollar at a time. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that Slovakian game at some point. Eventually. We try to raise the price and see if he keeps doing it. Might be a five dollar hey, fine go. from now on. Yeah. See how it goes. Let's All right, we'll talk price, to you tomorrow. Let's price gouge the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quick note, uh, Blackhawks confirmed Kyle Davidson will be speaking with, to the media Tuesday at 11 a.m. So Tuesday we'll, we'll be there. hear from Kyle Davidson and fun. we'll bring you all the fun stuff from that. Should be a good one. So tomorrow we'll give you a little bit of an update on what we saw yesterday or tomorrow. Just a little kind of casual skate before they leave. And then we're going to finally answer the rest of your mailbag questions yeah. for Monday been a busy week because hockey's back so thanks for being here with us on your way out smash that like button for us and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 30 on the chgo blackhawks podcast